Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. For week three, hey people, this is Bryant on the what? <laughs> trying to on quote the, the song, Bryant on the dispatch. Yo, <laughs> so we're back here for week three of Curtain Talk. I'm here with KB, and we're gonna give you a few updates that we have on our production of In the Heights. So again, Curtain Talk is our podcast time capsule for Buena Regional High School Drama Department. And we're really excited about our upcoming show in the Heights, which will be May 13th through the 16th. And literally, I'm hearing power drills and saws and all kinds of stuff going on next door because we're getting our set built. And it looks fire. Oh, my God. It's crazy. So, you know, Washington Heights is well known for their tall buildings and fire escapes. And that's what we have going on. I'm pretty sure you said this. Last week, before or after we were done, this is the fastest like any part of a set's ever been built. They like, literally ever. threw it up in a day, like just it's threw, crazy. They threw wood on the stage and like threw the nails out there, and just here it is, it's standing. And now it's like the second floor is being constructed. There's gonna be, you know, crazy staircase and fire escapes, and it's gonna look like the real deal. So, and this is what gets my brain running as photographer. Like, Ooh, yes. just waiting to see what this looks like because the set is, like, part of what I do. Like, no, like knowing what is going on that's still behind all the moving parts right. is just as important as everybody on stage in the show. Exactly. And this is probably one of very few shows that I've done where the set does not move. You know what I mean? Like, that's there's very, true. very little moving parts here. You know, maybe, like, you know, a couple chairs, a table, you know, to kind of... Till we get Suggest. the pool. <laughs> KB still thinks we're going to get a pool. Know. No, definitely not doing a pool. But it would be nice. <laughs> splash around, splash zone in the front row. Um, but yeah, it it doesn't move. It is literally the. It's like its own character in the show, which I love because it's such a home base for all the characters in the show, and the importance of having the set and and really replicating that real life feel of Washington Heights is great because it doesn't have to move. It's just there. It's present throughout the entire run of the three, four days that the show takes place over. Now, is that less stress for like you and Corey and Cassidy and everybody because it doesn't move? It's like one less thing you have to like absolutely focus on and the kind of like work around. Yes. For choreography and just spacing and blocking in general, like we know, okay, this is a wall. This will not move. 
you can't stand here, you can stand here, you know, don't flail your arms out too wide because you might hit a door. So yeah, when, when the parts are moving, it's a lot for the cast as well as the crew because mm -hmm. then they have to know when to move it, where to hit their marks. So there's a lot more moving parts when a set piece has to move, but not this time and I'm loving it. <laughs> and like how much does that go into like, now you can just put more emphasis on working on choreography. You don't have to like Ooh. incorporate like, okay, while we're working on choreography, we also have to work on spinning this wall at a perfect, you know, timing. So it lands at this spot. And that just like divvies up your time from yeah. focusing on different aspects of things. How nice is it to just have like that devoted amount of time to like all right we're working on this and that's all i have to worry and that's about. all i have to do yeah and then there could be a lot more focus on the dance aspect and not the oh let me arrange this person so that way they're spinning around a wall or like you said you know they have to close a curtain we had to do all kinds of stuff like that in previous shows and i mean it, it's somewhat distracting if it's not done right mm -hmm. so that's why there's usually a whole rehearsal for just set changes and sometimes it's just the crew involved. Sometimes we make the cast members part of that change, especially if it happens literally in the middle of a scene. So it, that all goes in the rehearsal process. Whereas now it's like, okay, none of that has to move. It's, you know, the characters literally living in the moment and not having to worry about, okay, let me, you know, move something while I have to take two steps to the left. Right. <laughs> yeah. And is it like, is this the most dance heavy show you've done? Wow. At least in the KB era, as we in the KB era, if real ones know pre KB and current yeah. KB era. There's been there's been a couple pre K, pre pre K no pre KB era. Um, Beauty and the Beast was very dance heavy. Uh, again, the huge ensemble, a lot of kick lines. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine be our guest on the Buna stage. It was amazing. But yeah, this this is by far I would say the most dance heavy, and 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 the music is it's very different. Yeah. It's not your typical Broadway musical. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's some there's harmonizing here and there, and but there's a whole level of the rap and and the very lyrically heavy you know story moving dialogue that has to go on at the same say, time. Like, it almost gets told through dancing exactly exactly and I even told the kids one time in rehearsal I said you know even when you're just walking it's not just walking mm -hmm. like if you're given a place to be and you have an eight count to get there the music has to move you because the music is part of the storytelling because that that's how Lynn wrote it you know what I mean it's it's very lyrically heavy because of the because of the so much information he has to fit into that you know two bar you know chunk of music it's it's very important to stay focused on what the words are and to allow the audience time to really let that sink in, you know, and not have too much distracting movement happening in the background. So sometimes it's just an actor standing on stage and a couple dancers off on the side, you know, dancing along with their lyrics. And then sometimes it's the whole company and they're right. jamming out, you know. So it, it definitely has different levels to it. So I I really do like how it's coming out. It's coming out so far. And then like on the flip side, how much have you noticed it being like less stressful for the kids on stage that there's not moving parts to this set, wow. and it's like they can really like hone in on what they have to do and not like look over their shoulder and have like a giant wood plank potentially hitting them. In the Pretty back. much, yeah. 
<laughs> which has happened. No, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very freeing as an actor. I, I know in, in in my experience and then just seeing the looks on their faces, it's like knowing, okay, I enter from here, I exit there, and nothing will change. And for them to be able to see the walls having already been put up, I mean, nothing's painted yet. It's right. literally like wood planks and, you know, whatever. But just for them to know that this is where this is going to stand and all I have to worry about is hitting my mark, saying my lines, singing my lyrics, still so early on in the process, it's it's going to be very freeing for them once they're off book and actually doing full-on run-throughs where, you know, they've been able to do that for so long now, you know? We've already kind of stumbled through Act 1 mm-hmm. and we're not even at spring break yet. Like our goal was to kind of like throw all this information out there to them. So that way when they're home on spring break, they can kind of all let it settle in and then we'll just hit it hard once we get back from break. And then with the set being built now, like at this point, Mm -hmm. two months out essentially from the show, that's got to be like a huge weight off of their shoulders because they've never really had rehearsal run throughs with pieces of the set on stage until, you know, at earliest maybe a month before maybe the show, a month before yeah if we're lucky exactly exactly and a lot of times we're you know taking advantage of an hour here an hour there trying to paint it put it together stand it up on its legs you know and it's just knowing that it's going to be done and in place and not have to move i mean literally everything else is just stage dressing you know once the backdrop comes in it'll get hung again that's not something they have to worry about right it, it'll just be another thing. You know, painting a wall doesn't affect their movement. It just looks good. You know what I mean? So all of that stuff, we'll have time. We'll dedicate, you know, all of our talented artists to come out and, and really get it looking like an actual street corner in Washington Heights. And it just, it definitely, I think, for me as an actor, it brings my character to life the more I see the set kind of evolve into what it's going to be because then it really puts you in that in that area it puts you in that moment yeah and as a director how much does that put you in like that headspace in that moment seeing the stage come to life too and it's like okay I can visualize everything that like I have in my head here it is and now I can kind of like even put more creativity into it because I know what this is going to look like right yeah because a lot of times I'll see it in my head but then I'll see the kids on stage at rehearsal and then I'm like "Ooh, you know what you're not doing anything in this scene I could put you up on the fire Mm escape you know what I mean and then that gets my my visual eye working like okay so now at this moment I have to make sure that's lit because I want that to be seen and you know once we kind of place everybody where they're going to be having the backdrop and the and the set constructed allows me that freedom to say okay I want to take that away here or add that there whereas if the set weren't constructed until a month maybe a few weeks before I wouldn't have that freedom to add and take away so early in the process you know what I mean so it definitely it definitely allows me a little more of a creative eye and just to experiment and just have fun you know what I mean and it was funny because I was talking to G today Miss G um, and I were dancing all day today. I uh, can't wait. We're teaching all this stuff on Friday. Um, you know, we can come up with some great stuff together, but then it's like, no, nah, we, we got to see it on stage. We got to see it with the kids. You know what I mean? We got to, are we doing four people here? Are we doing five or we're doing the whole company. You know what I mean? So it's, it's nice to kind of start it in small chunks. And then once they're here and adding it a little bit of time as it goes, it, it brings the entire picture to life. I'm excited about these fire escapes. Mm. two-story set essentially yes how fun 
and how nerve-wracking <laughs> is it at the same time for you? So I've, I've done second floor sets before. Um, we had I'm, a tree. I'm probably going to say one, two, maybe twice. You figure the tree was susical. That was a huge um, set piece. But that moved. So mm-hmm. that was scary. So to have somebody at the top of something really high and have wheels on the bottom. That thing I, was terrifying. Listen, I had like private conversations with JC every night for that. Um, for Beauty and the Beast, my dad built that set. And I, like, no worries. Like, my dad could literally build a house and it would stand for decades <laughs> so, and it was literally just for the opening bonjour like coming right. out of the shutters you know what I mean and it was just a you know I just I wanted that height I wanted to see somebody you know it's and we a, it's kind a of different... had height in Aida too yeah we did we did and that was a huge platform too you know what I mean so it just it adds to the levels of it because in our auditorium literally. yeah it literally adds <laughs> levels literally um in our auditorium it seems like you know our our seating doesn't really elevate that far Mm -hmm. back you know what I mean so I mean it is slanted somewhat but for the most part you're kind of at eye level to the stage I mean which is great you know if you're seeing a choir on risers and stuff like that but still the use of levels is important because a you're trying to depict skyscrapers and you know fire escapes that are referenced in the lyrics so I can't not have a fire escape you know what I mean um but just being able to add layers you know, imagine being that parent in the audience and they're like, oh, I can't see my kid because my kid's standing behind somebody else. Nope, I'm putting your kid on the fire escape. You're going to see your kid. <laughs> that was targeted at you, Waylon. And then, <laughs> it's funny. I don't think I even blocked Waylon in a fire escape. Listen, listen Waylon steals the show everywhere he stands. Eight everywhere. Mile. If you know, you know. You will You will know. May 13th to the 16th. Waylon channels his inner eight mile and it is it's amazing. It's so funny. I I love seeing them literally dive into these characters and just have fun. Like I see that I see themselves in the character at some point and then there's a there's a flip that happens. Like they flip the switch and it's like, oh wait, like you're you're really acting now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one thing that like we always talk about before we even started this podcast is like I've always brought it to your attention. You are like a master of casting people like oh man sometimes the show just casts themselves and it, <laughs> i can't it's take like all the credit every single year it's like boom this works boom that works and it, it's working again like from the little that i've seen i'm like okay this is just perfect like it's, it's too crazy perfect. it's it's almost I, I can't even describe i can't describe it i honestly can't describe it they they come to audition and it's literally clean slate it could be anybody's game you know what i mean they come in and then they open their mouth and sing or they act or they speak or they move. And then it's like, wait, I see this person here. I see that person there. This would be a great matchup. You know what I mean? And then it just it literally starts to fall into place. And I honestly that that's the kids doing that. You know what I mean? Like they come out and they're ready. They blow my mind with their vocals. They you know, you partner them up and they do scene work and they play off each other's energy. 
So it, kudos to them for making my job easy because auditions are stressful for mm -hmm. a director and for an actor. You know what I mean? Because it's like you, you want to get it right and you want to be able to say, you know, you put thought into it and made sure that every part was was properly cast and, and the story is going to stay true to the original work. And let me tell you what, they they made my job very easy this time around. And it's wild because this is show number 10 that I'm doing with you. Oof, which is double digits. Gross. Um <laughs> And it's like every single year. It's just like, because I'm sure you've seen shows that you were like, oh, this person would have been better in this role. Or like, I've seen shows mm -hmm. that it's like, that didn't seem like it was cast pro. Mm -hmm. It seems like every single year, no matter what show it is, it's just like perfect fit in the perfect peg for each that's so awesome cast role. yeah it just it's such a good feeling it really is and buna's small you it's, know what i mean and that's the craziest part yeah buna's a small school so you know when you have slim pickings but all the pickings are like phenomenal pickings yes. it's like you just you just went to the best buffet and you got a little bit of everything and like I said, some of the kids have a whole bunch of experience and some of the kids have zero experience and they come in and they blow your mind because they're just so committed. They fall in love with the music, fall in love with the show. They fall in love with each other, honestly. Like mm -hmm. they literally, they have each other's back. They're like, you know, you need help with this line or, you know, I can't get this dance move. Can you help me? And and you see it come out of them. And I and I, I like to credit that to just the whole experience of being involved in the arts and being involved in theater and a dance class or an art class or music. You know what I mean? It's it's all about ensemble work. I mean, you're not just sitting at a desk getting work done by yourself and earning a grade for yourself. I mean, this is all-out group effort so if there's anything they're learning out of this it's the concept of teamwork again having each other's back and just knowing that my job is not going to be its best unless your job is done at its best so I want to make sure I'm there for you and make sure you're there for me absolutely and I, th I think that's been the case every year I've been here it's yeah. like everybody talks about like the importance of like athletics and stuff this is a team in and of itself yeah like, they work as a unit it's not like an uh, there's no i in team there's no i in theater absolutely not yeah and let me tell you what uh, when you bring up athletics it's very it's very similar and mm -hmm. let me tell you what we have some athletes of our yep. own on this stage let me tell you what i got people doing flips and tricks and turns and <laughs> I like they're so nimble and, and flexible and even Miss G looks at them like oh I can have this person do this and that person do that and and just I mean these kids juggle a lot like let me just I need to break this down I have kids again these are not just drama kids mm -hmm. I have runners swimmers wrestlers football players golf team members um oh my gosh I can't even think softball track like I'm telling you like these kids do it all and again not just the the teamwork aspect of working together just being able to juggle all of that mm -hmm. in your life okay these kids were thrown a curveball with COVID some of them are at home learning some of them are in school part-time learning all all the while dealing with their family issues dealing with their athletic um commitments and just being able to balance all of that on one plate and still have their sanity at such a young age speaks volumes to these kids' character. And and some get it sooner than others, mm -hmm. and there's some that struggle. But let me tell you one, the ones that get it see the ones who are struggling, and they, little, they lift them up, throw them on their back, and move them right along with them. Because, like I said, it's... 
it's not going to be a hundred percent of a production if you have that one person mm -hmm. that's lagging behind. So they're they're very in tune with what each other's strengths and weaknesses are, and and they help each other out. You know what I mean? Like I I remember the one the one day Brooklyn came in. This girl was exhausted. Like she had a full day of school. She had a full day of track. She had a meet. Ran at 800, ran her best, first place. So when she's at rehearsal and she's literally like, I just need to sit. I'm like, girl, you go ahead and sit. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? Like you did your time. She's committed to both things. And I just, I, I was in awe. I was in awe. Like she put in the chat that she won. Everyone was so excited about her, about it. They were liking her messages, you know, just gassing her up. Like, yeah, Brooklyn, you did it. Da, da, da. So when she's at rehearsal and she just needs to sit, Go ahead. You right. deserve that. You know what I mean? Because I know any other day you're going to be 100% for me. And you know what? They just, they need to be acknowledged and, and be it needs to be known that their effort in every aspect of their life is valued. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And from everything that I've seen, I've only seen bits and pieces so far since I've uh, started coming almost fully now. Uh, which is exciting because it's like this is like my escape from like everything this is oh like God, the it fun, is an escape right? yes and i was gonna say like this has to be an escape for them too yes. like because they're such a close tight-knit group almost everyone knows each other and if it's your first year here you're gonna get you know sucked right into the whole family vibe it, it's got to be an escape because yeah. i know when I'm coming here, I'm like, I'm looking forward to like, all right, it's 3.30. I'm going to Buna. Yeah. Like they need this. It's it's a balance for them. You know what I mean? Like there's there's stress and there's, you know, commitments and there's obligations. But they need to have that balance of just something to let their hair down and just have fun. And, and not to make any light of the whole rehearsal process and production process. Like, yeah, there's some stress in that too, but the end product is what they look forward to and, and the camaraderie they create. And, you know, to be able to balance that with the stresses of everyday life and going to school and making sure you get your grades in and your projects done and your tests passed, you know what I mean? It's like, man, I did that, so now I'm coming here. And I'm just going to be with my crew and, and hang out for a couple hours, sing and dance and just create and have fun. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And from what you guys have been able to piece together so far, choreography wise, and I've been laughing ever since last week that Corey does choreography. choreography. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect. What's been like the biggest like wow moment so far with the court since it's like so fresh and everything but like wow. how quickly like some things have been picked up on or like things that you guys have thought of and it's like translated the way you kind of expected there's it to. so many there's so many with choreography because I feel like G and I create the same way because it's like wait I gotta hear it in the music I gotta hear it in the music so we'll have a move in our mind and it just doesn't come together until we hear the lyric or we hear the beat drop or something. And then with Corey, Corey comes in with his notes. He's like, okay, we're going to do this here and do this. And then these people are going to do this. So it's in his mind too. And I totally, I'm on the same level as he is. So the creative process of that blows me away. And then to translate it to the kids, there's some that pick it up faster, some that need a little more time and that's fine. But when you get that moment and you see on their face, it's like, so yo, cool. I got it. You so know what cool. I mean? It's such a satisfying experience as a teacher. You know, when, the, when your kid gets that aha moment and it could be any, mm -hmm. anything, you know what I mean? Like when they get that math problem or when they get that science lab, when they get that 
eight count that you're trying to, you know, kickball change and kick note. turn. They hit that note. You know what I mean? It's like when they get it and then they realize, oh, my God, I can do that. Yo, that's that's the most satisfying thing as a teacher, a parent. Oh, my God, everything. Because I literally feel like I'm their parent. <laughs> <laughs> I thank my parents. I literally have an email thread to all of my drama club parents. And I think in their in the first message I sent to them, I said, thank you for for allowing your child to be a part of this and something to the effect of, you know, thank you for, for loaning them to me or something <laughs> like, cause, cause they're my kids, you know what I mean? And they're my kids forever. Yeah. They're, you know, it's not just one and done show. It's like, no, you're, when you're a drama kid once you're a drama kid for life. And I look out for you. I ask about you. There's kids from last year that couldn't be in this year's show. Mm -hmm. They have other obligations. They work or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I'm not going to love you any less. Mm -hmm. Like you put that time and effort in during those eight to ten weeks for that particular show. So you're one of mine. You're, so you're not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm evidence. Total that, it, evidence, It even yes. translates like <laughs> off the stage. Complete evidence. Miss G, welcome to the club, like we said on episode one. I'm telling you, she's not going anywhere. Um <laughs> Moving like along through this week, what are you most excited to like implement with what Ooh, you guys this have week? Wow. All right. So this week, yesterday we actually tried to stumble through act one and, and we literally call it a stumble through because that's what it is. I mean, scripts are in hand. They're still working through the blocking. And it's the, like a newborn deer. It really is. And they're kind of like, you know, shaky Bambi. legs. Like, do I stand here? Do I say this? Yeah, you're good. And then, you know, we make adjustments along the way, but I think the the newest thing that we look forward to teaching is definitely the finale. Miss G and I were working on that today. Um, tonight they're actually coming in. They typically don't come in on a Wednesday, but we had to work it around with Corey's schedule. Um, they're gonna probably finish Carnaval tonight, which is a monster Wild. dance number. Listen, like he's telling me all of the visuals that he's thinking of, and I'm like, I just I can't wait to see it. Like I need it in my body. I need to move here, move there. And, and I'm just like, we're when, like a, a fresh, clean slate. Like, show me what to do. Tell me what to do. When Corey thinks, I just imagine for everybody that knows, like Jimmy Neutron, when he has a brain blast, yeah. that's Corey's <laughs> mind 25-8. It really is because there was one part that he couldn't get to last week because we just ran out of time. So he's like, I just I just need to show it to you so that way you know what's in my head. I'm like, sure, no, no problem. Hit play, go. So the kids were doing the part up to the where we stopped and then he just kept going for like another <laughs> minute and a half of the song. And I was like, this is perfect. Like, And it just keeps the kids wanting more. Like, oh my God, we're going to learn that next week, you mm -hmm. know? So they're like little teasers we throw in there and it's it keeps the excitement flowing. Yeah, and I mean... That's the the fun part about it for me because it's like I get to watch all of it come together mm -hmm. and then when it is together and I get to kind of capture all of that, that's yes. the the fun part for me because it's like, oh, I remember when you couldn't do that and right. said you couldn't do it, but now look <laughs> at you, you're nailing it every single time. Oh, because we'll stop and them I every time. Evidence. We will stop them. Like, oh, there's no can't. Nope. Nope. We're going to work on it. Don't say I can't. Don't say I can't. Because these kids can. Exactly. Yeah, and they don't even give themselves enough credit. No, they yeah. never do. And then when they get it, it's like they walk around with that confidence strut, and it's <laughs> the best thing ever. I love that. I love seeing that in their face, yeah. So I figured we're going to implement a new segment to fit this show. Oh, totally. We have to. It's called In the Barrio. Barrio! <laughs> kind of like the, the curtain behind the curtain behind the curtain, just like... <laughs> Everything going on. Everything and going uh, on. we did headshots. We did. And they came out so amazing. And of course, you know, we can't show headshots on a podcast, but 
You can follow our socials and you can get the link for our playbill online, which is totally live, ready to go, has all of our headshots featured. It has our cast bios. Uh, and it also has a bunch of our uh, patrons and sponsors. So if you kind of want to come along for the ride and be a patron or sponsor, we got that information on our website as well. I love the digital playbill aspect. Mm-hmm. It is so nice. It's environmentally friendly. Isn't it though? And like, Full color? Yeah, which we've never really no. done. No. And you were kind of like, hmm, I don't know about color. Know. We, we've been so pro black and white headshot because it just looks clean. It right. looks professional. And you're like, yeah, we're doing digital. I was like, yeah, let's just do color. Let's and I was like, color, if we're going to yeah. do color, like we got to go big. We're not just going to have a plain background. Oh, yeah. So, of course, what do we get? Copped a graffiti background. That's right. <laughs> just like you copped a graffiti artist. Yo, listen, I cannot wait for this graffiti artist to come and just totally tag up this door for our finale it's amazing i feel like we need to film that oh totally oh my gosh it should be like a what is that called like the time time lapse lapse. yes oh my god that would be amazing yeah we're doing that we're totally doing that yes it doesn't matter where he does it if he does it here if he does it in his shop i'll make sure it needs to be time lapse because i need to see this work from beginning to end but yeah it's it's gonna be phenomenal how was that process finding a a graffiti artist because funny process tell you the truth um we needed when i say we i mean my husband and i we needed airbrush t-shirts and a birthday hat for our daughter kyra so you went to wildwood i did (laughs) actually no right in our backyard seriously it was in vineland um, I think my husband found them on Facebook or something, you know, shout out to the socials because, you know, you find everybody on the socials mm-hmm. and amazing graffiti artists had a, a Instagram. We followed, contacted him and literally the day of because it was a last minute idea. My husband had, hey, let's get some T-shirts and a hat for Kyra. Sure. No problem. Called him up that morning, dropped off the shirts, dropped off the hat. He had it done for us by the end of the day, literally before, you know, we, you know, her big surprise. And so cool like my husband and i had salt and pepper t-shirts you know of course i was salt he was pepper and then <laughs> the birthday hat for kyra and then i was like yo i i think i can use his services you got his card and he's like yep here's a business card i called him up and he's like, yep totally can do that and let me tell you what it's it's gonna be so amazing i can't wait to see the final product because i personally like love shooting graffiti i was showing some of the kids last week when i was here uh-huh. there's a pier in philly that like might have to take a field trip to once COVID's over. It's called a graffiti pier. Really? And it's an old like shipping pier that is just completely tagged from ground to sky with graffiti. It is gorgeous. And just the colors and everything of graffiti just pop no matter what camera you're shooting with. So I get giddy shooting graffiti. Wow. That's got to be a nice like sunny day field trip. Yeah. I'd love to see that. It's I'll have to show you the pictures because Ooh, yeah. it's fire. I just, I couldn't do that myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was something I said, you know what? I need to get a professional out here. I can paint any set. It's you know a what I mean? beautiful art form. Yeah, it really is. You know what I mean? It's very creative. It's it's Like it has this negative connotation. Just it because does, it's yeah. Like, oh, it's like you're defacing. Pro-. But like when it's done right and if it's like not vandalizing, obviously, right. it is an awesome it is absolutely an art form yeah yeah which is kind of like 
what is discovered in the show. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because it does start off with that negative connotation. Yep. But then at the end, no spoiler alerts here. Um, but of course, if you've seen the show, you probably know. Um, it's definitely seen as a as an as an art form. Which yes. we're having a photo shoot with graffiti artists, so right socials socials <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was definitely one of the things i said i have to go outside and and find someone to do it right and and when i spoke to him i said yeah you know this is you know we usually have the kids paint or i paint or you know we have our art teachers who, who come out and they mm-hmm. support us and and even our parents come out you know and, and and usually our sets were were pretty easy it was either like you know brick wall or a solid wall or throw some wallpaper up or small trees or small trees <laughs> Those trees will never go away. Oh, gosh. 96,000 of them. They were 96,000 trees. Oh, my gosh. Just when they finished making, like, the first 25, I was like, yeah, can I have 25 more? Totally exaggerating those numbers, but maybe not. <laughs> there were a lot of freaking trees. But, yeah, the, uh, the graffiti artist had to be a professional. It needed to be done right. And when I found them, I said, I'm going to hold on to this, and, and we're going to get this guy. So it's going to look good. Yeah, I'm excited for that. And I think... Tying in show puns, I was listening to the the soundtrack on my way here. I thought <laughs> a fun question to wrap up the episode would be, if you won the lottery, what would you buy? If I won the lottery. Would we ever see you again? I won't be going <laughs> anywhere, okay? Because I would probably have the entire auditorium named after me. <laughs> I will make sure my name lives in infamy. It will be Bryant Regional High School. No. <laughs> the whole school doesn't have to be named for me, but definitely like the auditorium. Yeah, yeah. it's my second home. So why not? You earned that. <laughs> Even without winning the lottery. Even without winning the lottery. Oh my gosh. Like it's it, it's really funny, the concept of home and, and you know, the idea that Buna is my second home because it is my second home. You know what I mean? It's... This is my alma mater. Like I, I fell in love with theater on the very stage that these kids are performing on, and it looked a lot different back then, and it was a lot smaller then. And just to see it grow to what it is today, I mean, you know, we had little small, like two, three, four, maybe five person band play for my senior show, mm-hmm. and that was the only musical that I participated in because through other three years they didn't really have live musicals. It was just you know. We had straight plays, but now we're like huge orchestras we've had before. And, you know, we've had upwards of 45, 50 kids on stage and bomb lighting, bomb lighting. Shout yeah. Out, shout out Richie. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah, Richie, you like, you going to come back here he, and do this crazy lighting for us. He, he sent me the text this week. Did he? he said, Good. Yes. Carmen texted me. I sure did. And said, you want to come to Washington Heights? Magic behind and the he magic. Said, he said, let's ride. <laughs> So we got Richie Rich on board again. I'm so excited. But yeah, the I think if I were to win the lottery, I'd I'd have to reinvest it back into into Buna because I I've seen so much growth and it would just make me so happy to see it continue and to blossom and to just grow into something more. What's one upgrade to the theater that you would do if you won the Ooh, lottery? Oh, an upgrade to the theater. Hmm. Wow, I think I think lighting 
sound, you know, because that's something that's always ever changing. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many technological advances, like there's lights that move, they're LED, you know, you know, you have one light fixture that has endless amount of colors, you know what I mean? So, you know, yeah, so we don't have any of that stuff. And then, you know, of course, sound equipment. And, and again, not just for the theater department, just for the auditorium Mm -hmm. in general, you know what I mean? Like we have faculty meetings there and we have, you know, community events, we have, scholarship and award ceremonies so you know it's not you know i'm not being greedy like you know yes drama club would use it (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's it's benefit beneficial for everybody Mm -hmm. if you think about it yeah yeah i I think we need to ask everybody that's on the show what they'd buy if they won the lottery Right, that would be that would be its own segment yeah yes so whenever Corey, miss g Richie will probably be on eventually. Yeah, think about that, guys. Dumb. What would you do with your ninety six thousand members? Mm-hmm. And our crew. Coming. Oh yes. Coming. We're featuring everybody. You guys have to meet everybody. It's it's important because, like I said, it ain't just me. It ain't just KB. It's it's an entire ensemble of people that make this magic happen. So yeah. Plus, I'd our love listeners make the magic happen. And our listeners make the magic happen because who are we really talking to? Everybody. Not each other. Exactly. Everybody. <laughs> Which you guys should be subscribing on all podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Do that. Wherever you get your podcasts. Spread the word. Yeah, spread the good word of being a regional high school in the Heights. Um, And, of course, follow the socials. Follow the socials. See those pictures. That's where you get the visual of behind the magic yeah because you know you it's not just the the sultry sound of my voice you know it's (laughs) (laughs) we have visuals to go along with that (laughs) that also include your voice from that also include my voice (laughs) (laughs) yeah follow the socials um new episodes typically come out on thursdays so yeah it's been good the sport's been wild uh for two episodes in now three so I know Can't three, thank you guys three episodes enough. in and I, and I like it cause it's a very reflective time and just to be able to talk about things that have happened so far and things that have yet to come. It, it keeps that energy going. It's and like I we like said it. last week, it's like the extension of notes. Yeah, it is. And like you said before, like the times, ca- the time capsule mm-hmm. and just being able to listen to it and say, yeah, I remember that. And you know, I gotta, I gotta talk about that again and gotta bring it up during our next meeting. And just, it's just, it's a nice way to really, have something to hold on to after this is all said and done. And if you guys are listening on Apple, leave those five star reviews. Five star, we deserve questions, it. Questions, topics, drop them in the reviews because we read them. As yeah, long as and I want to know what people want us to talk about. Exactly. So yeah. if you leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts for all you iPhone users, all you MacBook users. Hashtag not a sponsor, but <laughs> Apple wants to throw us the bag. Um, we'll read them and we'll bring them up on the show. Absolutely, I'd love to hear. Another episode of Curtain Talk. We're in loving the books. it. In the books. Yes. In the books. In the heights. We're in everything. May 13th to the 16th. Don't forget. Tickets on sale soon. Cue the blackout.